Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Bugs Bunny nemesis. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. And then there we go. Now we're recording. (laughs) We're already doing it. Wait, are we... Are we at the beginning of doing it? Are we in the middle of doing it? It's like when I'm having sex. When I'm having sex, I always ask my girl, are we, where are we in this process? And I call it a process. Are we in the middle of sex? Did we just start or is it already over? and, And you just didn't tell me. Well, you look at everything in a very sterile Mm -hmm. way. You're, you're, Uh you're an explorer. That's what you are. I'm a, yeah, I'm you're a sterilist. A, you're a well-known <laughs> sterilist. Yes. <laughs> Which is why we're going to talk about cartoons with you. That's I'm a the little, thing. I, I have to admit, like, this, look at this. It looks like yeah. I have filterless cigarette butts hanging out my ears. I remember when <laughs> those first came out, I was like, those look ridiculous. No one's ever going to buy those. Yep. Guess what? And I, I love pairs. mine. Yeah, yeah I me too. I recently washed this pair. In the old washing machine. <laughs> on purpose? Really? Not on purpose. And look, not a darn thing bad happened to it. No kidding. Wow. Let it dry out, plugged her in, charged her up. I'm here hey. to tell you guys, may I give a public service announcement? Yes, by all sure. means. If you're going to take the time to spend, I don't know, how much are AirPods nowadays? EarPods, how much? Like 200 bucks and 250 for the pros. If you're going to take the time to spend 200 or $250 for your AirPods or EarPods, wash them. They're yours. Do what you will with them. (laughs) No evil will come of them. Wow. There it is. Yeah. And if you have an iPhone that you love, Hit it with a hammer. It's yours. I yeah. Sir, I cannot. I cannot. I can't give with that. Listen, I, Gary, I, I hear you loud and clear. I'm going to take my iPad and put it in the dishwasher as soon as we're done and you're put not, it on the hottest cycle and get it nice and me, clean. You're, you're hearing me loud. Yep. But you're not yes. hearing me clear. You're gotcha. not hearing me clear. Gotcha. 100% I'm loud. Done. I'm literally done with you. How do I hang up on this? Oh, uh, no. Don't hang up. We're just starting. <laughs> you press uh, the oh. green button. And then so we are just starting. That's we are just starting. Begun. We are at the beginning of this. Yes, uh, we're just at the start. People of the world, that voice that you are hearing that is not mine or Hal's is the voice of hilarious veteran character actor Gary Anthony Williams. Yes. Uh, of whom we are both huge fans. You say veteran, and I'm going to tell you ranch now, as we say where I'm from. <laughs> it may have been only two and a half years ago when I was in a voiceover booth in a studio, and I went, oh, my God, I'm a professional. I'm, I'm a professional voiceover guy. I didn't realize it until like two and a half years ago. How did it feel when you realized it? Yeah. It felt like I, was, it felt like I had lied to the country. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you guys got my letter. I wrote the entire country a letter. Yeah, I did. We did. Yeah, it was on my windshield. Oh yeah, that's exactly where I left. Yeah, it. <laughs> I left letters on the windshield, not inside the windshield wiper. Right. I just ah, licked just... them a little, <laughs> stuck them right to the windshield. 
Yeah, I waited too long and it was a sunny day. And I found that now every time I drive, I see your letter in reverse and mm-hmm. it's on the, it's on oh, my windshield. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. It got yeah. stuck to it. It works. So smart. I have, I, and I don't, I, this is not a time to brag on myself, but I have some of the stickiest saliva in Hollywood. And I don't, wow. I don't want to come off as a braggart. Uh, but I seriously have some of the stickiest saliva. It's definitely in my neighborhood. And I've gone around my neighborhood licking and sticking where sure. a man shouldn't lick and stick. Tab. <laughs> tab. <laughs> for dinner. While, while toasting yeah. out of a tab <laughs> branded glass. <laughs> Which also just came out of the washing machine. Yes. Yeah. You put that in everything. Yeah. Just wash everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you have I, to test I it. I, as we say on my street, I won't not wash things. Right. That, that's a latote when I'm using a double negative mm-hmm. to prove a point. As Valley Village does. As oh God, we're always using double negatives. We're never <laughs> not using them. <laughs> well, today's topic. Let's dive right in. Today's oh. topic. How? Who suggested this topic? You know, I'm going to tell you who it was. You're going to be surprised when I tell you it's Mickey McGee. No, I am Mickey. surprised. Mickey hey. wants to know about bugs. Let's do it. Uh, okay, let me let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Most of what I know about acting, I learned from Bugs Bunny. Did you grow up a so, big fan of the Looney Tunes? Absolutely. And yeah. as soon as my son was old enough to hold his head up straight, I put him in front of a television and I had him watch Looney Tunes. I have like the golden age of Looney Tunes. You yeah. Know? I have all that stuff. I have all those DVDs. I ordered Boomerang for my television specifically so that I could watch all the old Looney Tunes shorts. I'm maybe the only 41-year-old guy in my neighborhood without kids who actively was like, yes, I will sign up for Boomerang. Yeah. Hey, man. But to watch Looney Tunes? Now, I will say back in the day, he did some pretty racist stuff. But I'm going to give him a pass. He's a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bunny. He's a bunny. Human. There was some pretty racist stuff, especially like during World War II. Oh, yeah, oh, man, he was not cutting our Japanese friends any slack back in the day. No, that propaganda stuff is rough, yeah. super yeah. rough. I'm sorry, I think it's called proper ganda. There's a time yes. for it. Oh, that's right. I, <laughs> I forgot. Ganda. Uh-huh. That's right. It was propaganda. They all wore always tuxedos a, while they did it. Always a good time to hate. You just got to choose. Yeah. That's also Tab's slogan, isn't it? There's always a good time to hate. Yes, always a good time to hate. Yeah. So, so, uh, we've been asked specifically about the nemesis of Bugs Bunny, who has got frenemies, he's got recurring enemies, he's got sort of one-offs. So we're, we're tasked with picking through, and our our researcher Kay McMahon has put together this really great doc with pictures of everybody. How, How do we go about this? Is it about, Who's there the most and who's the most frequent is about well, who is the most entertaining. What, what are we well, looking for here? Let me, let me pick out some. Let me, may, may I, uh, Gary Anthony Williams here in Valley Village. Uh, yes, yes, go ahead, Gary. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change my name here. I see Gary Williams is up here. I got, I got to put the whole name in there. But, um, I was yeah, very this is Hollywood, man. Yeah. Legally, I got to put that because I feel like nothing unless my name is longer than everybody else's. I don't need to be the most talented guy, but if my name's not longer, I'll leave the business. <laughs> uh, here's one that scared me as a kid. Yeah. It's the, uh, <laughs> the one with the gremlin on the airplane. Yes. Do you know that little character? Yes. There's a the the gremlin, gremlin on the airplane, like, yeah. like Twilight Zone style? Yes. 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 
And that little dude scared the hell out of me as a kid. Because like Bugs Bunny, the, the young ones don't know today. You only have to watch something once. But then if you were going to turn over to like <laughs> Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, which it was called, mm-hmm. you may see the same cartoon. Like I saw that last week or two weeks ago. But when they played that little gremlin, something about that little dude scared the heck out of me. He is not the best villain for me. No. But he is one that scared the hell out of me as a kid. He's one of the few on this list where Bugs is 100% the victim. Like in a lot of these, Bugs is either bothered by them and he, you, you know, you realize this means war and then he becomes the aggressor. But in mm-hmm. this one, he is 100% the victim the whole time. And he's flying a plane. Yes. Is he not? And then the gremlin yeah. is going to crash the plane because that's the, yes. you know, gremlin. The gremlin is trying to cause total grim, gremlin, gremlin-ish destruction. Yeah. Gremlicity. Uh, Grimlicity. I did not appreciate. I did not appreciate his style, sir. Mm -mm. I was not a fan of what he was doing. Well, we can eliminate him right now. Yeah, yeah, he's not the bad. Uh, For those playing along, uh, the Gremlin is from Falling Hair in 1943. That's right. Predates the horrifically racist stuff. Of but I was the there. I was I was there in 1943. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there the day that it happened. That Bugs Bunny was on that plane. Yeah, and that gremlin was causing pure, unadulterated, mm. as well as adulterated. Oh boy, Grim him. I was I was there. Was Where me. were you on the ground? You were on the plane. Yes, both play. I, at that time, I could be anywhere, wow, wow. everywhere, and third choice, nowhere. Ooh, this is wow. this is. Cool. I just came from a wine tasting, guys. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm currently having a beer tasting. So uh, uh, cheers. Uh, I, uh, uh, cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers all around. So the gremlin's gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one I want to shout out who I also don't think will be the winner. Mm-hmm. But who I love, which is Toro the Bull from Bully for Bugs. I love that bull. That is one of my – I know yeah. he probably won't win because he hasn't made many appearances. Was, but, didn't, he use, yeah. didn't he use the old, uh, the old yeah. sharpener? To, yeah. Oh, that's right. And he, he even yeah. used a, a grindstone at one point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. The end of that particular cartoon in uh, Bully for Bugs 1953, that is maybe my favorite Bugs Bunny defeats the bad guy Rube Goldberg that didn't, in, that didn't end in meat, did it? No, that ended with <laughs> the bull. No. Yeah, when they had those steaks. Yes, meat. <laughs> it ended yeah. in meat. Yes. It ended with. I'm a vegetarian today. Yeah, Toro. <laughs> That's what did it. It ended with the bull up a hill somewhere in Spain and running full speed at the arena, wherein bugs had slathered the ground in oil, built a ramp, and added a paintbrush on a stick to put glue on his belly, a piece of sandpaper on a stick to attach sandpaper, and then a match that the sandpaper struck that led to a fuse that blew him up dynamite style. And then Looney Tunes TNT. And then his uh his horns went into the wood in the wall and Bugs Bunny hammered them down. It was a Rube Goldberg bit of insanity at the end of that cartoon. And it was my favorite ending ever. Uh, great. I'll give you that. I'll give <laughs> yeah. you that. But he's not the winner, huh? Not not the winner. And, and may so. I tell you another one that used to confuse me? And sure. I didn't know this character's name until it's that big red monster. Gossamer is his name? Yes, yeah. that Gossamer. Name. Sometimes Gossamer didn't have hands and arms. 
I don't know if you ever noticed this. It was yes. just like a big thing, two feet, and then it would always weird me out. I was like, wait a minute. He just took his arms out to grab something or grab at something. But it was a, a yeah. more freaky thing to me because not always did you see the hands and arms. It was just two feet running above. Yeah. He usually had it to menace or to get a manicure. To get yeah. the monsters are the most interesting people. Exactly. Yeah. I will say this and uh, do not be mad at me, but I, mm-hmm. I have not seen fully through a Space Jam. I didn't see it. I've never seen Space Sorry. Jam either. Okay. It's okay. So, You're okay. I only know him from the real deal. Do you know sure. about the Space Jam website, though? I'm ready to be educated. I believe it's just spacejam.com. It's the original website that was created for the movie when it first came out, and it has been untouched since, I think, 1995. Wow. Oh, yeah. wow. There is a yeah, website on the internet, 90s. and it is wow. it is a blast from the past, so I highly recommend checking that wow. out. Wow. Yeah, it's super fun. So, hell, you're saying don't bother seeing Space Jam? I think if you're a fan of classic Looney Tunes, which I I, I am, I am. And I also love basketball. I love both of those things. Okay. But together, for me, it was okay. I, I, okay. To be fair, I was 20 years old when it came out, and I went to see it. I was in college and went to see it because it had the Looney Tunes in it. How could yeah. I not? And yeah. I, I that movie was not made for 20-year-old Hal to enjoy. Okay. It was made for a okay. generation of children who hold it precious, and I will go okay. see – I'll okay. go see LeBron's version too, especially now because I've known Eric Bauza for several years and he is almost every single Looney Tune that there is. Yeah. yeah. His new shorts are great. Alone. Yes. And he can draw them all. Eric Bowser. Yes. Is he's a talented artist. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a talented guy. He probably yeah. owes us money though, guys. I mean, well, now he does. does. He probably we owes us. To stop praising this guy and start <laughs> yeah. going to get our cash. <laughs> Eric, pay up. I, I, I'll be honest. I really liked Eric Bowser until this moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me I mean, too. Yeah. May I take a moment just to speak to him? Yeah, please. please. Eric, Eric Bowser, this is us, bro. We coming after your ass. We coming after that cash. Bugs Bunny, we ain't care. We don't care what character you play. We don't care how much talent you got, how much art you got, how kind you are to your community. We coming after that ass, bro. We coming after that cash, bro. Tab. Tab. <laughs> Let that be a warning, Eric Bowser. Tab is paying me to criticize people. <laughs> I didn't know Tab had money to pay anyone right now. Tab is loaded. They've done oh, yeah. very well during COVID. Very no well. Huh. Think of it. What animal started COVID? A bat. A bat, yeah. Bats. What does bat spell backwards? Tab. They're wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it 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 I makes so much sense now. It, you know what? Once I said that, I realized it makes none, and I want to apologize. <laughs> I don't want to apologize to Bowser though. Screw okay. him. Screw yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget. We're still coming for his money. It has nothing. That's to right. Is, is, is it okay for his ass and his cash? Yeah. Can I speak to Eric very briefly? Just very briefly. Oh please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll please go you. ahead. Eric, I know you heard what Gary Anthony Williams, the longest name in the business, was just saying about Tab. And now we let Tab off the hook. You're not Tab, buddy. Mm-mm. We're coming for that. A- mm-hmm. And we're coming for that cash. Yeah, we are. Hey, would you guys yeah. mind if I just spoke directly to Eric Bowser for a second? Do you? Yeah. Do we have time? Yeah, uh, you, I, real quick. I'll, you yeah, know what? I'll make it real quick. I'll make it you, really, no, no, really no, no. quick. If, if we have time, take all of it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Time. Okay. Um. Hey, Eric Bowser. Um. Just so you know. 
I know you think you have sticky saliva. You have nothing on mm-hmm. Gary Anthony Williams. The longest mm-hmm. name in the business is sticky saliva. Mm-hmm. So don't even pretend. Don't even pretend like your saliva is as sticky as Gary Anthony Williams' saliva. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. They're coming for that and coming for that cash. Coming for that cash. Yeah. That's right. Oh. oh, yeah. We done learnt him. We done learnt him. <laughs> He's been educated. Uh, so let's talk a little more about Gossamer. Okay. okay. There is one thing about Gossamer that I love. May I guess? Please. And I won't expound upon it, but may yeah. I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There are two things about Gossamer that I love. <laughs> All right. I don't mind. By the way, I don't mind being wrong if it wasn't his tennis shoes. I don't mind. Well, it is now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's his tennis shoes and the fact that he's this big, scary monster. But the one thing he is afraid of is when breaking the fourth wall, the audience that is watching the Looney Tunes. Oh, so human non animated children. That's how the, the yeah. fir- his first appearance ends. Bugs points out that they are in a cartoon. He looks out the crowd and says people and then runs away. I yes. don't even remember yeah. that. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of meta and breaking the fourth wall. And to see that be what ultimately defeats this villain in the end of the episode is the kids who are watching the cartoon. Oh, got it. That to me is fantastic. Well, Bugs I mean, is that's... the king of meta. And yeah. so him using that as a weapon, which he doesn't do that often, yeah, is a really nice piece. It's a great piece of writing, too. Yeah, I think it's in the Bible where it says children will bring us all down. I, I, I guess. Oh, yes. I don't, right. I don't know. Guys, I don't it's know. in numbers, I think. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just. I'm just oh, Torah sense. even. Not just yeah. the Bible, the Torah. Oh, it's, oh, it's oh yeah, we do it too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That was my hot Torah course at my bar mitzvah. We? When you say we, are you, what's going on here? Are you mishpocha? I'm Mishpocha. I figured, okay. I figured this is the right time to tell you because we're, yeah. you know, we're still in the beginning, but going towards the middle. Yep. So this seems like the right <laughs> yep. time to spring that on you. Okay. Fair. So Fair. just be aware. All my opinions well, are coming from that. Well, I just said, will tell you, my, my new neighbor just brought me a pamphlet on Sukkot. Uh, oh my goodness. Just brought it. I was just reading all about it this morning. Yeah. Get ready to eat in a hut, everybody. I can't wait to hut eat. It's coming. That's how Pizza Hut was born. We oh, it was we needed to have some pizza. We did it in the sukkahs in our little tent that we make. And they were like, I don't know business. And I don't know about look. this Jewish circus you're talking about. You guys have got like clowns and acrobats and stuff at this Jewish yes. circus. Clowns and acrobats, jugglers, high and wire act, trapeze. Oh, I am there. How pizza. do I be Jewish? Yeah. Oh, come into the tent. Oh. Groovy. Oh. Um, let's talk about some of the other lesser known of the characters. I'm going to sure. just mention a few of them and tell me any of them that pop into mind as uh, possibly making it onto the metal stand in this okay. particular battle. Okay. Okay. We've got a uh, nasty canasta. Nasty canasta. Nasty canasta. Who is a human outlaw. Oh yeah. 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 Who is, who yeah. is not, who is, you know what he is? He's not Yosemite Sam. That's what he is. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Yeah. I know who it is. He didn't do very much for me. No. Pete Puma. Let's talk about Pete Puma. Only appeared three uh, times. But the great Stan Freeberg did his voice. Yeah, I've auditioned no, to play Pete Puma, I think, twice at different times. Can we hear your Pete Puma? Well, the hardest part of it is the... <laughs> I can't even do it right now, but... Because <laughs> I had peanuts yeah. before, but that inhale he does, and, and like that kind of voice is down like he's 
like super dumb. And then that noise is so good. And so Stan Freeberg. It's a great character that's sort of forgotten in the canon. He only appeared mm-hmm. three times during sort I, of the classic. I, I, totally, I totally remember him. Like definitely liked him, but you know, didn't, didn't strike me as, as any. Yeah. Like, ah, that's a standout. Totally memorable for me though. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yes. No doubt. What about Giovanni Jones from Long Haired Hair? He is the, the opera singer. singer. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically like a Margaret Dumont to Bugs's. I mean, they all it sort of are, but in that, in that sort of Groucho messes with a highfalutin fancy pants. Yeah. I, I, that character I love. Mm-hmm. Can I call him one of his biggest nemesis? No, 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 no. no, no. One of his greatest. Yeah. No, no, no. Loved it. And. Also, it was that whole thing about Bugs Bunny that had so much opera and so much music in it that made people fall in love with it as well. So he brought that in there, too. I will say he wore this little sash around his waist. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school for about four months, I wore a sash around my waist like that. I'm not even lying to you. For that that reason? I would wear probably because I would wear (laughs) thin tight baseball pants. And he had on these tight pants. And I wear this sash around my waist. So, like, it was probably because of him. But seriously, I did. Was the sash well-received? I could do kind of anything I wanted there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew up in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, it, was the real, it was the real South. But yeah. I, was a, I was a smart kid, and I was also pretty big, so nobody was going to fight me. Right. right. There's no time for fighting, Gary. We have other things to do. <laughs> So I can kind of dress like what I wanted to do. He does. Looking at him now, he basically, you know what he looks like to me? He looks like Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. But if he were overweight and blonde, he's dressed exactly like Prince Eric in The Little you Mermaid. Mean, do you mean that Prince Eric is dressed? That's true. You know what? Oh, yeah. Long haired hair was 1949. Like okay, 49. Yeah. So there you go. It's a very good That's point. Right. Prince Eric stole Giovanni Jones's look. You realize when you say 1949 or 1950, we're talking about 70 years ago. Oh my goodness. And they're we're still funny. Something so good and still like you can watch it with a child. Yeah. And it, and still literally laugh at it. Not because I oh, look at that old stuff you guys used to watch just because it's still ridiculously funny because of the voice work and the writing. Quick sidebar, yeah. do you have a favorite classic Looney Tune? Like episode? Yeah, like mm-hmm. if there's a particular cartoon that you love or like one of the series was your favorite. Oh, oh well, I don't want to be the guy, but Bug mm-hmm. Bunny, yes. But then I don't know if there's any of them that I did not watch all of them of. I watched every mm-hmm. freaking Porky Pig. Yeah. Every Daffy Duck. Like they, it was my thing. And I'm not kidding when I go, I first learned to act watching Looney Tunes. I'm just talking voice acting. But if yeah. you watch Bugs Bunny, that dude was a good actor. Yeah. And he would switch it up in a heartbeat. And that was all, always my favorite stuff. Chuck Jones is one of the greatest directors of actors of all time. Mm-hmm. It's just that his actors were drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hal, did you have a favorite? Oh, boy. You know, I want to save it. Because I think that my favorite is probably from one of the medalists. Okay. You, you, so you mean your favorite my fa- uh, Looney Tunes cartoons or favorite character? Favorite like individual short, I think, involves yeah. short. somebody oh, who sorry. is a I thought medalist. You were just talking about, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were just talking about Looney Tunes right. cartoons oh, well, themselves. In terms of the characters, okay. for, as a kid, it was Marvin the Martian. I loved Marvin, Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so great. Such a great character. So much fun. And his movements. His little his, oh, movements. his teeny little legs under his little skirt. Like a wind-up toy. The idea of making a Martian dress like a centurion is really funny to me. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Love that dude. Let's yeah. go through some of these uh, other also-rans before we get to the big guns. You don't know who my guy is, though. You call him an also-ran, you may stumble upon my dude. Oh, oh yeah, you have you have you have one in the pocket that you're uh, that is. Oh, your... I know who my favorite guy is. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. Who, where were you? Where were you then? Where were you? I was at Count Blood Count from Transylvania Six Five Thousand in nineteen sixty three. I'm going to be honest. I do not remember this vampire character. Big vampire. Yeah, big vampire. But if we're going with big Halloween costumes, I don't think this guy has anything on Witch Hazel. No, Witch Hazel. No. When she would run off screen. Oh. And then she'd leave her bobby pins. <laughs> uh, you look at her hair and like her bobby pins were not doing her any good. Her no. hair was never looking fine. They were doing but you know what she did her. have? She had them sexy skinny ankles. She did For have big those. Woman, the- she had some tiny sexy ankles. I ain't gonna lie. And I got nothing against big women. I'm from the South. We're used to that. It's like um. Birds of prey, the males are the small ones and the females are the bigger ones, like eagles, hawks. The females are the larger ones. That's what the South is with women. Yeah. So, so I ain't mad at Witch Hazel. No. Witch Hazel was played by the great June Foray for oh. the majority of time. She, The character of Witch Hazel was inspired by a Disney witch from a Donald Duck short that Chuck Jones saw that was also played oh. by June Foray and was named Hazel. Wow. I, so, I, I was not knowing of this. I was not knowing. You're never not knowing. You're always knowing. That's a little, I'm never not knowing. That's right. That's so Valley Village the way you guys talk. Were you saying if it's a witch, what? I was saying if, if it's a witch named Hazel that is foil to one of the main characters in the bullpen of the cartoons, I don't think he was just inspired by it. I'm pretty sure that's called stealing. No. Mm. But they stole a lot, like, I, I, one of my favorite things, and I haven't done it lately since uh, the presidency, but he's listening to mm-hmm. old school radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, everybody straight up stole. Like, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn was this character, Colonel Claghorn from, it was like, they just took that character yeah. and turned him into a rooster and took the other dude's voice. Like, that's not who was Falcon Leghorn originally. That Colonel Claghorn was not that guy who ended up doing the cartoon. Like, yeah, they yeah. just took it. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll put this on TV. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Lori, one of the other nemeses from the original, uh, hair raising hair gossamer cartoon was just Peter Lori in cartoon form. Yes, it was Peter Lorre. It was totally Peter. Like, they made it look like Peter Lorre. They like, named him no... Dr. Lori. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not hiding anything. Well, that was a great case. That was a great time to steal, Hal. I know. If you've ever wanted to live in a time of just stealing stuff and making it your own. Here's a brand new character. Don't mind that he sounds exactly like Humphrey Bogart. Don't mind it. We don't. We don't. See, he's an aardvark. Humphrey Bogart's a person. Clearly, it's different. Where's my money? Where is it? Seriously, where's my money? Oh, Eric Bowser has it. Eric Bowser, buddy. Yeah. He also okay. has your ass, by the way. What? You gotta get both of those back. Huh, I've just been sitting on my legs. It's terrible. Oh, don't sit on your legs. Sit on your residuals. That's what my neighbor Tony across the street said to me the other day. What are you doing? Sitting on your residuals? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, man. 
Those keep us alive. Let's talk about The Crusher from Rabbit Punch, 1948. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so great. Just a big boxer in tiny green boxer shorts. Uh, yeah, he's a human boxer that uh, bugs yeah. uh, fights he's, in he's the a ring. Wrestler. He's a big wrestler. Dirt, uh, and a dirty wrestler. Yeah. Yes, he's a dirty cheater. Back in the day. But also, he, you know what? He has some gentle moves as well. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Sure. He has some gentle moves about it. I loved that character. I love, I used to also watch wrestling as a little kid. So I, mm-hmm. I, I loved the ones with that guy on there. Love that character, the crusher. Um, we also have Rocky and Muggsy. Uh, yeah, the, Rocky, the gangsters. The, yeah. Hey, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Those guys were always, I think it was the original appearance was, uh, when bugs, like bugs would always stumble upon them and like they were always trying to kill him because he was a witness, right? Wasn't that, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering this correctly? I think at least they thought he was, and I don't remember. Right. It. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Let us not forget. These were the days when in kids' cartoons, people could smoke cigars. Oh, yeah. They had guns. Like Cigarettes and shoot. guns. That's Rocky yeah. and Muggsy. You yeah. shoot people, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the good old days. Oh, Stealing and shooting it. people. <laughs> uh, there is one other minor character here. Who mm-hmm. is the, maybe the only example of Bugs Bunny as a villain, which is Cecil the Turtle, which is they would just do the tortoise and the hare, and and oh, Bugs Bunny was yeah. the bad guy in He was the bully. Like he would dress up as the turtle. He would try to outrun the turtle, who was really oh i remember that <laughs> yeah but, which then now, uh beaky buzzard is sort of similar to that too that like oh. but yeah but you know what was the um what's the um uh the uh not puppeteer the um uh ventriloquist edgar bergen edgar bergen mm. he had that same character a mortimer slurred yes. oh yeah slurred. it's that oh, yeah. same voice Exact Even same s- voice. They stole oh, from a yo. poor dummy. Oh, they yeah. stole from a dummy. Yeah. You, you, they stole from radio's greatest ventriloquist. Yes. <laughs> Do you think he moved his mouth in the booth? Nope. Never. Yeah. Uh-uh. I think you're Never. right. I mean, Couldn't. the man is a, yeah, he is a, he's a consummate professional. He was born without the ability to move his mouth. <laughs> yeah. He literally couldn't. Wow. Yeah. Impressive that he could come up with so many great characters. I have all this fake Hollywood knowledge. <laughs> Your encyclopedia is out next month, isn't it? Yes. See? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's a flip book encyclopedia. You'll love it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I love pictures. I hope you read fast. I do. I look at the stick figures doing flips. <laughs> That's the, all, the only entry. Yeah. F. Flips. That's a watch. So, uh, yeah, but Cecil Turtle, also only the only one to consistently defeat bugs. Mm-hmm. steals his catchphrase beaky buzzard in along the same lines of that slow dim yeah like if bugs is moving a thousand miles a minute they're moving at a glacial pace for the juxtaposition of it which is a lot of fun but also they kind of all blend together even i would yeah. put willoughby the dog in that just kind of like dumb and slow so not as fast and not as smart as bugs I don't remember his vocalization, that Willoughby the dog, though. I, I know what he looks like. I don't remember yeah. how he interacted yeah. with bugs, really. Yeah, he's not as memorable. Yeah, I don't remember it either. But Beaky Buzzard, I remember specifically, this is another one I auditioned for at some point in the last five years. And I was watching some of the original shorts. He has like a terrible home life. 
where his father oh. hates him and has completely rejected yep. him. Yes, sir. And just does whatever. And his yep. mother is like protective. She's like, take, send, give him something to do. So he's sent to go get a rabbit. He's trying to impress oh, his father, who he will never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just said like, oh, no, no, no. He's the Eric Trump of the uh, Looney Tunes uh, world. That's right. If anybody gets a chance to look up Mortimer Snurd, that voice, yes. you yeah. will hear Beaky Buzzard's voice as that. I remember 100%. Mortimer Snurd from – there was one of those old Disney movies. Fun and they, Fancy Free. Fun and Fancy Free where they would take – it was World War II. They didn't have any money, so they would just take a couple of the shorts, package them together with some sort of narrator and uh, make them a feature. And Edgar Bergen as Mortimer Snurd was mm-hmm. one of the narrators. So it's all a big circle. I have one more that I want to talk about in this list, and then we'll take a quick break and come and talk about the real heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And this one is a heavy hitter of his own series, but I don't know that I would call him a Bugs Bunny nemesis, even though they had five appearances together where he was opposite Bugs, and yeah. that is Wiley Coyote. While Ethelbert Coyote. These, by the way, these were my favorite ones. Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote mm-hmm. are, I think, still the best physical comedy ever put to film. R- what, Roadrunner and Wiley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Unstoppable. Yeah. But uh, would you consider him, like, when you think of Wiley Coyote, do you think of Bugs Bunny? Uh, No. I mean, I, I think we're pretty tuned into thinking about Roadrunner with him. Mm-hmm. I do remember... But definitely, like, his acting partner was definitely Roadrunner. It felt like a weird Sweeps Week mashup. He did. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only time he spoke was in the Bugs Bunny shorts. We'd talk about being a genius. Mm -hmm. A genius. And then he would would lay out his plan. And then that was where you got the back to the drawing board. By the time they got to Roadrunner, he didn't need to speak anymore. You'd already stabbed. I think he did the Bugs Bunny stuff first because that was 52. I think the... The Roadrunner stuff came a little bit later. The Roadrunner sort of became his foil. But it's perfect. He doesn't need it. We already know his character. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's smart. And mm-hmm. there's no need for any speech at all. They're like perfect and, silent and movies. You, you say we think he's smart. He was smart. He, he was. didn't always think he didn't always yeah. think out the last yeah. part of everything. He, he, had had, he had a lot of Icarus in him. He flew too close mm. to the sun. Sometimes uh actually flew too close to the sun. Yes. Yes. In his giant green bat wings. Yes. <laughs> That's right. They got burnt up and he kept oh, trying God. to flap them. All oh, the memories. All oh. oh, the memories. <laughs> So uh, do we have any, do we have any from this section that are contenders for the crown of greatest Bugs Bunny nemesis? Not for young Gary Anthony Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I respect them. Sure. I wouldn't kick them out of bed. And Mm -hmm. I have a very, I have a very large and comfortable bed. Huge. I I wouldn't kick them out of bed, but no, no, I can't, uh, I can't, I, I can't put them on my, on, on my list. Well, let's take a quick break and then when we Why? come back. Why? What happened? Oh, well, what we happened? have to, we have to tell the good people you bad. about you. Were bad. You, you were bad. You did, bad you did a bad, you did a bad job. We're in timeout. So mission accomplished and, <laughs> and we're going to tell people about the other shows on the Maximum Fun oh, Network. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we host Round Round Springfield. Springfield. Round Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to your favorite Simpsons writers, voice actors, and everyone who's worked on the show to talk about shows that aren't The Simpsons. So we're going to be talking to people like David X. Cohen, Yardley Smith, Tim Long about other projects they've worked on, sometimes projects that didn't go well, Mm, some failures, some rejection, some failed pilots, (laughs) some failed life events. Yeah, we just (laughs) talked to all the failures of The Simpsons. Yeah. So if you really love your Simpsons trivia and want to get to know the people who have worked on The Simpsons a little bit better, come by Round Springfield. Every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black, queer, feminism. Race, sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God, free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community, and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority Minority Corner. Corner. Because Because together, together, we're the majority. majority. All right, we're back, and now it's time to talk about the big guns. Wait a minute, hold on. Are we going to skip over the fact that we just had the single most amazing break that any three of us have ever had? You know what? We can talk about it. Let's talk about the break. Can I tell you what I did on my break? What did you do? Switch you? Uh, Last year, I had a bad wreck, and um, my car was totaled. So I said, if my car is ever totaled, I'm going to buy the poor man's Tesla. So I bought the cheaper model of a Tesla. Mm. While we were on break, I went out there, drilled a hole in the side because I feel bad still for not purchasing gas to help the country out. Uh I drilled a hole to the side, went to the gas station and filled up the shell of my Tesla with gasoline. Wow. The highest grade gasoline I could find. It won't look. You don't want to put the 87 in. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. You went full 93. I went full frontal 93 on it. Wow. I, I can't wait to see how it drives now. Oh, tab. Listen to that tab. It's so funny you did that because when I was on during this break, which was. Oh, yeah, what'd you do? I mean, this is one for the record books. I feel bad because I drive just a regular combustion engine everywhere. I was mm-hmm. like, I Please. want to feel more environmentally responsible. Mm-hmm. So I took a pickaxe mm-hmm. to the hood of my car. And yep. just ran an extension cord in it, plugged that, or sort of wrapped it around the battery, and then plugged it into the wall and walked away, thinking it'll probably charge. And then I felt, now I feel like I'm doing something for the environment. I'm going to use Good. less fuel. Yeah. It's the walking away part that lets mm-hmm. America know you care. When yes. you care about something, mm-hmm. I don't know, say like the government with COVID, you walk yeah. the hell away. Yeah. Walk away. You, you walk just, away. And then yeah. you know what? It disappears behind you. Yep. Yes. Not even here anymore. Yeah, exactly. I hope you enjoyed your car. Now <laughs> it's gone. You know what? We had a good run. Yeah. I have good yeah, news yeah. for you guys. 
Hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah. During the break, I was also trying to be environmentally conscious. I've been working on this time machine thing. So I finally got it up and running, went back to the early 1960s and convinced uh, the folks at Disneyland to blanket Southern California and monorails. So you guys won't even need your cars anymore. When you walk out your front door, all you got to do is just find your nearest monorail station. Hey, there it is. This one right outside of my window. Look out the window, man. Great. I didn't even know I had a window till you told me to look. I also added a window. Oh, Oh. this is the best hovel ever. I just wanted you guys to see it. Thanks, what a break. Man. Great so, break. Yeah. Great good break, break guys. Break. But break's break. over. Now we have to talk about cartoons. Okay. Mm. So here are the contenders, the, the real contenders, I'm going to say. Uh, and that is Elmer Fudd, Marvin the Martian, mm-hmm. the Tasmanian Devil, mm-hmm. Yosemite Sam, mm-hmm. Porky Pig, mm-hmm. and Daffy Duck. Mm-hmm. So we've got those six to talk about. Where do you want to start? Oh. Me, me, uh, hi, my name is Gary Anthony Williams. Yes, uh, oh, hi, Gary. Gary Anthony. Thank you for joining us. Go ahead. Uh, of the, uh, the Valley Village Gazette. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start, just start in talking about somebody with, with, uh, Tasmanian Devil. I'll start talking about him. Let's do okay. it. What do I love about him? Mm-hmm. What I didn't know when I was a kid, and now everybody knows it, but as a kid, I never really knew there was a character. I mean, not a character, but an animal. That was a Tasmanian devil. Yeah, I thought yes. it was just a pure made up cartoon thing. And I used to love reading encyclopedias. And I remember looking in the mm-hmm. Encyclopedia Britannica and seeing a picture of a Tasmanian devil going, that's real. And I really wanted one. <laughs> and, but we were, we were very poor. So I never got one for Christmas. I'm I know, sorry. I know that you two rich guys probably had Tasmanian devils all over I their had- homes. I had yeah. two. I had two of them, yeah. Yeah. Male and a female. I actually didn't have a real Tasmanian devil, but, oh. and this is true. My dad, all growing up, drove a blue Jeep Wrangler with giant stickers of the Tasmanian devil <laughs> on the two wow. doors. Of because I am also from the South. And when you grow up in Tennessee, you love Tasmanian devil stickers on <laughs> your lake boat. Your little fishing yeah. <laughs> boat out on the lake, you put the Taz stickers on the side. Sure thing. Look, if we could have afforded a boat, I would have put a Taz sticker on there. Sure. He was just so reckless, and he formed his own tornado. Yes. How do yeah. you not love a thing that can form its own tornado? How did That's Bugs defeat Taz? Just confuse him? Because Tad, well, the Tasmanian well, devil well, is an is an unstoppable force. But a lot of times, you know, when a male dog is making love to a female and you split them up and they just keep humping in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasmanian devil was like that. He'd go into his wild, crazy thing, and then Bugs would just kind of step out and he'd spin himself into a tizzy over there. Many times he would do that. Yeah, many yep. times. <laughs> Here's let me ask you this: Do you think do you think this is a downside of the Tasmanian Devil? Because looking at some of a couple of these other foils, two in particular, Elmer Fudd and Porky Pig, I think as an audience member, I never really felt empathy for Taz. Uh oh. But with Porky Pig and Elmer Fudd, I actually like it. Got to the point sometimes where I felt bad for these guys because they. Their level of pathetic that they reach around Bugs Bunny is enriching, I think, for their particular shorts. Do you think that's a a downside for Taz? I'm not sure. Great question, by the way. And you you asked it. uh, I'd like to use the word perfectly, and I've never used that word before. I appreciate that. Uh, You asked it perfectly. I don't know if that's a downside from him. 
I don't know is as a kid if I needed to feel that sympathy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he had a downside for me, but he didn't have a lot of levels to his plate. Mm-hmm. Tasmanian, yeah. you push the on button and he's just out to destroy something. Yeah, there were no dials. Yeah. It was one switch. Yeah, exactly. He's hungry. He'll yeah, eat anything, yeah. eat everything. And he's become over time more of like animal from the Muppets where he's just sort of like, just kind of there. like he, he's become more, I don't know if innocuous is the right word, but he's not, he's not a villain, which is what he was starting out. So he's mm-hmm. sort of graduated out of that. Some of these other characters or these other five, there are people who are like, oh, well, they'll always be enemies mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like Tom and Jerry where in the 60s they do the Tom and Jerry show where they're friends. And you're like, right. what happened? They give them hats and canes and they come out yeah. dancing. There's no way. Tom, like, this is definitely a long game that Tom is playing so he can eat Jerry, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be yeah. – <laughs> yeah. They're going to be yeah. doing like a limelight and just sitting and taking their makeup off and then they say, hey, gone. I love the idea of two old actors that have known each other forever about to go on stage together. And that's referred to as doing a limelight. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a a good old limelight. Yeah, I think there's one thing that and I don't want to make this too real, but I do remember reading a while back that I think the real Tasmanian devils were. Did they ever become extinct or were they close to it? Oh, I don't know. They might have gotten close. They were getting these tumors, these face tumors. Oh. So let's, uh, guys, let's show a little bit of respect for the Taz, okay? Yeah. Cause right respect. now we're being, a, we're playing a lot of horseplay, <laughs> but let's show a little bit of respect. Let's, uh, you're right. Put our you're right, Mr. It. Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah. Apologize. Mr. Gary Anthony Williams. Very sorry. Yeah. No problem. No Who problem. do you want to talk about next? I chose Taz, so it's all money, you guys. I want to talk about Porky Pig, who I, who I never think of as a bug. Like I really had to, when I saw him added to this, my first thought was, really? Because I do not remember him ever being an antagonist. My early memories of him were with Sylvester, which Mm -hmm. is my favorite version of Sylvester, where Sylvester's just trying to keep him out of trouble, where he's constantly like sort of Mr. Magooing his way through life. And Mm -hmm. Sylvester is fretting and and trying to protect him. Uh Uh-huh. And I think of Porky Pig, I don't think of him mostly, I guess it's kind of the same thing as with Wiley Coyote. When I think of Porky Pig, I don't think of Bugs, I think of Daffy. I think of him being Daffy's doofus foil in some and sidekick in some and Mark in some. But I I do more closely associate Porky Pig with Daffy Duck. Yeah, agreed. But he's wonderful. Uh, He's just not, he's not a Bugs foil. He's fantastic. And, you know, everybody's always talking about, like, Donald Duck didn't wear pants or, you know, whatever. Right. Porky didn't wear pants. Donald Duck had a shirt that was all the way close. Porky mm-hmm. had an open vest. Yeah. He had an open jacket. And a little bow tie. And nothing else. Well, yeah. gloves. Like showing chest and all the good smooth <laughs> pig parts. Yeah. He didn't care. He was, he he was proud. Care. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was his own pig. Yeah. I, I know that the original Porky Pig, if I'm not mistaken, and this is real, unlike the mm-hmm. other bull stuff, the original Porky that they had hired was an actual stutterer back in the day. Like the first Porky really? Pig was a, it was a real mm. guy who, yeah, who was a stutterer. And it was literally just too uncomfortable for people to listen to. But the original one, and if you look at the old cartoons, even some of the original ones, his stuttering was way more severe mm-hmm. when they, after they used a regular voice actor to do him. 
But originally it was a real stuttering. Really. No kidding. I mean, wow. Porky Pig did give Looney Tunes their finale yeah. of every cartoon. That's all folks, which spells out the, 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 that's all folks. Yeah. Bob Bergen has played Porky Pig for many, many years and watching him break down the stutter, which is the thing most people get wrong. The, that it's always a, whatever, whatever it is. That's like how he practices and tells people That's to great. practice. It's like such an interesting look at that character because everybody does a Porky Pig impression, but to actually look at it and break it down that way is, I find that fascinating. That's very you know, cool. What I just learned from you more than that, what you just said is that everybody does a Porky Pig impression. Everybody does. Do your Porky I Pig. Did, Go I literally didn't know that, but. I will say this. I have some old video of my dad before he died. I'm going to go back and see. I'm going to go back and check to see if there's any Porky Pig See if he threw a Porky Pig in there? Oh, Oh, I I love that. Clearly he did. Of course. It is a dad move. Yeah. Those are my mother's last words where the diva, the diva, that's all, folks. (laughs) She just said she didn't help it. That was it. That was it for her. Who could help it? Who could help it? She couldn't. She couldn't. She loved cartoons. Uh, She was her son's mother. That's my, right. My dad and I watched cartoons all the time. That is a great memory of me and my dad. We watched yeah. Looney Tunes and mm-hmm. uh, his favorite Pink Panther. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Yeah. Love that. So, oh, thank yeah. you for bringing that up. That was a great memory of mine. Love yes. That. Good. Glad to do it. Let's talk about a couple more of these. So, we're yeah. still on the list, we have Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, and Daffy Duck, mm-hmm. and Marvin the Martian. Let's talk about Marvin. Mm-hmm. We talked about him briefly, dresses like a centurion, has a crazy voice, was only in five of the original shorts. That's unbelievable to me because yeah. it sticks out in my head so much. But Hair Devil Hair is, it's so funny. And his introduction is so funny with his, his politeness that he has this very earthly, erudite with phrases his phrase like isn't that lovely isn't that delightful yeah. mm-hmm. when he's angry he doesn't spin around in circles like taz he says that makes me very angry indeed like he's yeah, yeah. he's a proper little martian i love that little dude yeah i love the fact that you have no idea like i used to look at him I used to watch this show uh cartoon adam ant when i was little and i loved mm-hmm. adam sure. ant's little face and Marvin the Martian always kind of reminded me of just this cute little round face. Like, no, it was only eyes. Everything else was black. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. are they saying he's a black guy? I never quite knew what they were, what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. With him. He's the one yeah. black nemesis. Yeah. He's it. He did it. Yeah. He did it. <laughs> I freaking loved Marvin. Isn't there one of the cartoons where they're just hanging on to like a little piece of the moon? It's the end of uh, Hair Devil Hair. They blew it up and they're just hanging onto a sliver. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. One thing I think that he's, that you mentioned that his face is just all black with the eyes. That is an impressive bit of voice acting, I think, because you do not have facial expressions of the character to help you along. You've got maybe furrowed eyes, you know, that indicate anger or whatever, but it really was in his very, you know, clinical words. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's a, he's a great one. And also side note, his likeness appears in miniature on the spirit Rover on Mars and is also on the mission patch for fantastic. When we finally landed on Mars, shout out to our friend Bobak Ferdowsi for putting rovers on Mars. I love me some Bobak. Yeah. Who does? He's a good dude. Uh, I do. When I think of Marvin the Martian, I, I know that he was a bugs nemesis, but I think about him. Battling Duck Dodgers. Yeah. In the 24th and a half. 24th and a half. 
Yeah. For the half Something like that, uh-huh. I think. Something no, going to happen. No, yeah. No, that was it. No, I think that was it. Wasn't it 21st and a half century? Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to move on now to Elmer Fudd. Let's talk about Elmer Fudd. The original, wasn't he the very first nemesis of Bugs Bunny that this is what gave us Bugs Bunny was? Yes. He's actually older than Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. He was appeared in 1940. So, so is Porky. Porky appeared uh, 38, I think. And he's got his crazy way of speaking. He's the one that for me, the pathos makes it is sure. so much a part of this character. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you don't feel bad for the nemesis very often, but I feel bad for Elmer Fudd. Uh, <laughs> I wish he would find a new line of work. Uh, <laughs> He's a terrible I, hunter, but seems like a nice enough guy. Well, he's a terrible wabbit hunter. He may be yeah. great at all the other animals, sure. <laughs> but he definitely is not good at the wabbit hunt. Right. Yeah. He was uh, the basis for the Revenant. He killed a bear with his bare hands, uh, and then they made a movie out of it later. You just never see that because they don't put that in the cartoons. They don't. They yeah. don't. They don't give equal time to him. Played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was about to say too soon, but it's not too soon. It's right no, on time. It's, it's been, yeah. Been uh, a while. I, I guess I can't feel bad for him because he was always he instigated stuff by going out trying to hunt Wabbit. Yeah. So I I, I can't feel too bad for him. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. Fair. That's him. Hey, look, I haven't eaten meat since '87. He could have been a vegetarian. Yeah. So I, I can't I can't feel for that dude. I'm sorry, man. Damn. He, got, he got what was coming to him the same way Eric Bowser is going to get what's coming to him. Yeah. That's right. Does Bowser get my voice Elmer Fudd and also? my cash back? He does. I think yeah, he's, he's also Elmer, and he's Porky Pig. Of course, he he's is. Bugs Porky. He's been Marvin the Martian for years. In my uh, twisted kid mind, I always seriously, I thought for a while that the <laughs> the actor who played Fred Mertz on I Love Lucy, I thought, oh, that's just the same guy. I literally <laughs> thought that that cartoon guy and Fred Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> not not voice acting, right? Like, oh, that's, you thought it was that's, the actor. That's, that's Fred. That's for my love, Lucy. He's Elmer Fudd. The original drawings, the, the way Elmer Fudd looked at the beginning, because they've all morphed through the years. But yeah. you look at the original Elmer Fudd. He does. He looks like Fred Mertz. Yeah, he's he looks like Mertz. William Frawley. Yeah, yeah. So when we when do when we we do the remake, when we do the recast, mm-hmm. we're gonna dig up Fred Mertz. Yep. Mm-hmm. Put him in that Elmer Fudd hat, and then we'll call it a day. I'm not certain that that Hollywood should put you in charge of reboots if you just want to dig up the deceased actors. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just saying. Let's talk about it off air because. Okay. We'll, we'll do it off, off thread here. We'll save it, save it off thread. I will say my favorite short of all time is what's opera doc, which of course is is perfect. Is Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd is great when his job isn't Hunter. But wait a minute. In that, he was singing about. He was the opera singer. Yeah. Yeah. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a pretty perfect short. I I respect Elmer Fudd, but I'm not going to feel bad for him. I respect him though. No. But he does feel like a finalist for that reason. That makes him a good nemesis because you never feel, you want to see punishment inflicted on him. Mm -hmm. And he's ever, he has a reason to constantly be. At odds with Bugs because he wants to kill him, presumably to mm-hmm. make a stew. Mm-hmm. Rooting against we him. We saw him several times cutting up the vegetables for the stew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've seen him salting and peppering, getting ready. Why did he just wabbit. go and be a chef? Yeah, he should have done that. And sometimes yeah. he would even have Bugs in the pot with the hair on him and everything. That's <laughs> yeah. why he was not a chef. That's true. Yes. He did he not. A, rabbit, <laughs> a fully haired rabbit. 
Think, Elmer. Think. Come on. I want to move on now to the one who is, you mentioned this one that what's opera doc is your favorite, Hal. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the name of this one, but this was my favorite Bugs cartoon and Bugs foil combo. And that's Yosemite Sam, the great Yosemite Sam. Do you remember this one where Yosemite Sam plays a Hessian and it's the American Revolution? Bugs is a American patriot and uh yosemite sam is a hessian it's where they do the charge and running back and forth at each other's yeah, bunker hill bunny bunker hill bunny thank you absolutely that one uh, yeah that one to me the thing i think yosemite sam does better than any of them is that not when he's overall foiled over the course of a cartoon but in the moment when he is foiled his reactions to being foiled in the moment are yeah, some of the yeah, funniest yeah. comedy I've ever seen. Yes, yes. And the fact that he can levitate himself by shooting his pistols onto the ground. Yes. And raise them <laughs> to the air like a jetpack. <laughs> I loved he had those tiny little legs. That every, yeah. There was, I loved everything about Yosemite Sam. Yeah. He's... Oh man, he might, he's like, I think, I don't know if he's the the objective winner of this, but I think he's my personal favorite. Because it's, for me, it's, it comes down to, it's the most fun when Yosemite, Sa when Bugs is defeating Yosemite Sam, I am having the most fun. I remember, and I still think of this all the time, and I don't know which cartoon it was, but he's on a horse and he's trying to stop and he's like, whoa, horsey, whoa, and the horse doesn't whoa. And then he just starts pleading with it. And I said, whoa, it's just the funniest thing. He's just pleading with this horse to whoa. And it, it, like oh. that brings out his human side. Yeah. Love that little dude. Yeah. But when I say whoa, I mean whoa. Oh. And he invented uh. his own swear language. Yep. To get past yep. the censors. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's, he's what's great about Elmer Fudd is how quiet he is. He's so mm -hmm. low energy. And then Yosemite Sam is so one of them is a one and then Yosemite Sam is a 10 all the time. Mm, so yeah. watching him get foiled is more satisfying. Probably the reason why you don't feel as bad for him is because he's like, Oh, I'm so bad as opposed to being defeated, yeah. which was Elmer Fudd. Right. Yeah. Like just like, Oh, it's so sad. It's when like someone, Willie Loman. Yeah. When somebody calls themselves the rootness, tootness, whatever it is. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You're about to get shown who's the rootness, tootness up in here. Yeah, that's yeah. his his uh his Shakespearean flaw is his vanity. Mm -hmm. But he's not dumb. He's not like no. that's another thing about him. He's you know a lot of these foils are dumb and bugs run circles around him. He's a pretty good match, intellect wise. Yeah, no, he's not dumb. I don't want him on my like um I don't know if I, if I had a chess team. Sure. If I did, I might not want him on my chess team. No, I, I mean not with those six shooters. No, no. But I wouldn't call his house up late at night and say, "Hey, you're dumb and hang up." You know, <laughs> is that I wouldn't do? Is I that what you that. would do to Elmer Fudd? Did it to me once. I've done. Uh, I've done it to. I've done it to pretty much most of the people in the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah, yeah. That was you. I'm now putting it together. Uh, yeah, because I don't. It sounded like you. I was like, that can't. Have, that wasn't Hollywood's yeah. Gary Anthony Williams. It could Williams. have. Yes, it was Hollywood's Gary Anthony Williams. But it was you. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood's Gary Anthony Williams. That sounds cool. mean. And I think you should, once again, put your saliva to good use and write a letter to the people of Los Angeles. Put it on our windshields and apologize. And by the way, by the way, doing it. Thank you for suggesting it. <laughs> You're doing welcome. It. <laughs> we have one more nemesis to talk about. And I think at this point, 
it's really going to be Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, or maybe this third character, mm-hmm. which is his frenemy, Donald Duck. Or you Daffy mean Daffy Duck. Duck. Jeez. Yeah. Donald, Donald Duck, Donald Hal? Duck crossed over. Daffy Duck. Ducks on the brain. And who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit. And who framed Roger Rabbit when they were having a piano duel. No, Daffy Duck. Number one, maybe I have to take back what's opera duck and say that Duck Amuck is the greatest cartoon they ever put out. That's, I think, my favorite of all time. Where Bugs is only revealed at the very end to be the artist who's torturing Daffy in a completely meta cartoon. It has him with the screwball. Like, I don't understand. I, I, I try to be a good person. Like, yeah. Lord knows I, Lord knows I keep myself in shape. Heaven yeah. knows. Yeah. Heaven yeah. knows. Yeah. Just that the performance of that by Mel Blanc is so great. You get every single level out of that character. Mm-hmm. Obviously, most of the time they're trying to Daffy's is trying to protect himself. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. he wants it to be rabbit season instead of duck season. Not because he wants Bugs dead, but because he wants to live. Yes. Yeah. I will say that like watching the earlier Daffy's when he was just daffy, like, yeah. you know, he was yeah. crazy. <laughs> he was just like, out of, yeah, that, all of that stuff. I love, I love watching, even now, like watching the, how Homer Simpson changed from when he was just an interstitial on Tracy Ullman's show. Yeah. But being able to watch, literally watch all of these characters grow into what they became is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Daffy became that full-fledged character that you loved. And in the beginning, he was just a nutcase jumping around and being nutty. I love Daffy Duck. I love the more modern ver. I love the, the original Daffy, but I love, love the modern, just pure selfishness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Full of himself. For me, it seems like it's, t- this is tough for me because like, I don't think of, I, I think the idea of the best Bugs Bunny nemesis should be someone that is a less than, perhaps. Mm. Not quite up to uh, what Bugs is, but in my mind, Bugs and Daffy, they are as symbiotic as Batman and the Joker. Mm. They exist in a world where they are each other's, not opposites, but perfect. They form a perfect duo together i mean there's the re- there's a reason it was the bugs and daffy show all through what was it, the 80s where they did mm-hmm. did those but i mean rabbit sea or rabbit season duck season is so iconic because it's these two characters it is the complete ultimate selfishness of daffy duck and the i just want to poke holes in the complete selfishness of daffy duck version of bugs bunny Mm-hmm. And I think in that short particular makes them such absolutely perfect nemeses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also his greed wanting the pearls, the back, 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 down, 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 mine, mine, mine. Like, yeah. They obviously, they go on vacation together. They can't be that bad of enemies. No. I also <laughs> enjoy a guy who can get shot in the mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> blows his beak backwards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Spits out the bullet and turns his beak. I enjoy that. It I is, enjoy that in my it's friends. It's just now. funny. Yeah. yeah. You have friends <laughs> that you've tried that yeah. with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think Daffy is too much of a standalone character by himself? No. Be I, this? I mean, we got to play the game. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah no. I, I mean, look, fantastic. But if you're going to ask me to play the game, sir, mm-hmm. I must play. Tab Tab is paying me to be here yes. to play the game. You, you, how many times are you supposed to say the word tab in this episode? I only have, I don't know how much time we have left, but 38 more times. Great. After that, I get a free tab. <laughs> wow. <laughs> seems like a, a low payment you're taking. Yeah, I this. have a horrible agent. Horrible. <laughs> 
But he knows I'm thirsty, and that's something. That's fair. Sure. Yeah, he's trying to attend to your needs. At one need at a time. One need, yeah. That thirst that you had today. I will admit who's my best. Who's my fave, guys? Who's your fave? Who do you it. like out of these three? Who's out of out of all of them, and I love yeah. them all, but mm-hmm. I get such joy out of Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Such unadulterated joy out of out of Yosemite. I'm just watching his cowboy ways, drinking his sarsaparilla, firing those guns and bragging about how bad he is, and he really is not nearly as bad as he just watching him get knocked down a peg with all his boisterousness. So And if Bugs Bunny's job is to take a character down a peg, he is the character who needs to be knocked down the most yeah. pegs. Yeah. And you still don't hate him. It's not like, oh, I hate Yosemite. He's not the character I love to hate. I love him. Yeah. And I love to see Bugs stick it to him at the same time. Yeah, he's again like I think it, for me, I, I love Elmer Fudd. I think Elmer Fudd brings the humanity. Bugs Bunny brings the like parody, I think, between the two of them. But as far as a foil goes, in my mind, I think Daffy might be too much of a standalone. It's his thing. Like, is a frenemy and a foil the same thing? Right. Mm-hmm. And as a foil, I think Yosemite Sam is pretty unmatched. Hal? Yeah, I came into this thinking it might be Elmer. Actually, I came into it thinking Daffy Duck. But mm-hmm. I think Yosemite Sam is the perfect foil for him yeah. because of the way he reacts to everything. You want to see him get worked up and upset. And <laughs> and when yeah. he walks in with all that pride, I'm the rooting and shooting and shooting it, like all that stuff, you want to see him fall. And then when he falls, yeah. mm-hmm. it's never disappointing because mm-hmm. he's so angry and it just – he's never defeated. It just drives him to want to do even more. Like you can't stop him. From being upset and trying to either kill bugs or do whatever, whatever he's usually kill bugs. He wants to kill bugs. Yeah. I think it's, this I think is, it's Yosemite Sam. This is funny. I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to go on this show and I'm not going to agree with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, I said, if, if I agree, mm-hmm. you take my car that I fill with gasoline that shouldn't be in. I want you to light a match to it. Uh oh. I don't know if you guys can hear that sound in the background now. I, I can see the light reflecting. It's the, on the one and only face. time we will see a Tesla burning. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we've you done guys, it all. <laughs> you did it. That's right. You proved me wrong. Hal, will you uh, bring us home? Time to stand up on the dais and make the declaration. People of the world, surprise. It's Yosemite Sam. He's two feet tall. He's basically a mustache and eyebrows with guns and a big hat. And he won't even have the guns anymore. The guns are going away. But he'll still be great because he's Yosemite Sam and he'll never stop. He'll, he'll never, ever. He's like the Terminator. He'll never, ever stop. You can't take his guns away. Don't be a fool. They'll take his guns while we take Bowser's ass and his cash. That cash, yo. That's right. <laughs> Yosemite right. Sam, he's the greatest Bugs Bunny nemesis asked and answered. Oh, man. Gary Anthony Williams. This was a blast. Thank you for coming on the show and talking with us. Thank you, my friends. A pleasure. An absolute American pleasure. Right. Would you like people to see? What do you want them to go promote? Whatever you like, including Tab. Uh, Luckily, everything's closed down right now. But when we come back, check out The Black Version. I think it's at theblackversion.com, my improv comedy troupe. Amazing show. Check that out. Uh, My podcast, Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. Check that out. Uh, and then pretty soon I have a new TV show from Netflix coming out when I get to finish it. 
Very hey. cool. Can you yeah. tell us anything about it or just that it's yeah, a new show? I, on absolutely. I can tell you every, I'll show you this. I'm, I'll put the scripts up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called the crew with Kevin James. I'm one of the leads along with like four other people. It's a nice little ensemble. Started shooting it in January of this year. I had to stop in March, but we're supposed yeah. to be going back in August. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Well, good luck. Good I hope you get out. back to it soon. I'm yeah, same here, it. brother. If not, then uh, you can watch partial episodes at my house. Perfect. Already shot. We're all going to just look for the burning Tesla. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Gary Anthony Williams. And thank you, Mickey, for the topic. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter. Check out the Maximum Fund subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group. Share your favorite Looney Tunes moments and which Bugs Bunny enemies you enjoy. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus for an awesome doc that we all Amen. Use. Thank you, Kate. That was great. Yes. So good. Graphic designer, Uri Kilman and QA engineer, Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to sit down with Gary and talk about some of our favorite cartoons, some of the best cartoons of all time, and have a blast doing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Best Bugs Bunny nemesis. Do it as Porky. Best enemy. <laughs> That's great. Oh, wait. No, it's actually, wait, it should be. Hold on. Best Bugs Bunny. Uh, best Bugs Bunny. Uh, Nanina. Uh, Nanina. Uh, Nanina enemy. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.